track radio. And Me. Say funny. Yeah, there you go. Ten seconds before the show, I said, Bug, chill out with the freaking sound bites a little bit this week. <laughs> so what does he do when we come in? Meat. He just puts his meat right on our faces. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Rock. Bring us in. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to, um, well, we've been doing this, what is it, six months now? Yeah, I think we just brought that up. Um, yeah, to, to new listeners, because we have a few, because I think we, uh, some of our press just brought in a lot of new people. Um, this is Tribe Radio. Uh, tribe meaning we're bringing the tribes of the world together to make a difference in the world. Um, we have been doing it almost six months now, because I just was talking to Rock about how this is going to be kind of revisiting one of our older subjects, which was uh, emergency preparedness. But from a different angle, last time we had Alan Moore, not that Alan Moore, but our Alan Moore, who's also known as the minority <laughs> of one on Facebook, uh, who is uh, he's kind of a personality in the, the preparedness circles, the, the combat circles, the you know just the general like awareness circles. But this time we're going to have the different angle, which is... CERT, Community Emergency Response Training. Yes. Response Team, whatever. <laughs> just well, CERT. Whatever, um, yeah, it's like, generally, I mean, what is it, Ross? It's, it's basically like a, you can contact your local government and go ahead. Yeah, you, um, you know, if, here's the thing. They should be uh, everywhere. But from what I'm hearing, um, there is not a CERT program everywhere. But you know what I just discovered recently? You can take CERT programs online. Sure, it's not the same as being there in the classroom and uh, getting hands-on experience, which is really important, having a teacher answer your questions, but you get this community emergency response training uh, from the comfort of your own home if you want to. And and what it is is say there's an earthquake right now. Say there's, uh, you know, a, a missing senior citizen in your area who's, who's needing his meds. Anything that the community needs to be aware of, anything that's, that's labeled urgent or emergent, you can, you get called once you take these CERT classes and you end up um, taking part in, in these. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. It seems I'm distracted. Buggy's walking around with a freaking gas mask on. Now, I don't know why. Get away from me, you weirdo. And, and, and he's going to post. He's like yeah, a mask, right? I, I know, this guy in his mask. I'm trying to talk here. you got a damn gas mask on. Can you say hi, Elise? Wait, wait, you need some Tic Tacs. That's why. I need Tic Tacs. That's why he says. Great, great. Yeah, what, was, what was the last one he had? He, he had like no. a, a Stormtrooper helmet on the last he time? He had a Stormtrooper helmet on. Dude, your face is pretty. Why do you always have And why do you have to do this right in, front of, in the middle you of got, our show? you got a pretty <laughs> mouth. That's <laughs> 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 Are you going to say something now? What are you going to cry? You cry for it. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, CERT CERT is, it's usually, ours ours was, um, what, seven seven weeks? It's once or twice a week for seven weeks. It was 11? No, that's Citizen Police Academy. Um, And you go there, and ours was run by the fire department and the police department. And they take you through all kinds of um, emergency training. Um, And the whole thing, it it culminates uh, with a full-on disaster drill at the end of of this class series. And you actually are going around in in a building, you're checking for survivors, you're lifting. They teach you you how to lift like 600 pounds 
uh, with a crew of about four people. They show you how to work, you know, like levers and, and just build your own stuff to, to help lift. Um, and they teach you how to do a triage, your own triage. There's no medical people out there. Well, you're the medical people now. So they teach you how, how to prioritize um, wounds and injuries. And um, uh, they teach you how to make a plan, how to identify hazardous waste materials, and so much more. I'm I'm going off now. Go ahead, Drew. I'm going to shut up because I am. No, let me ask you a question. Later. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do they do they teach you how to be Batman? Yes. That's the first thing they teach you, Zero. How to be Batman. Yeah. Except if you're in the class. Cause, because you're cause I don't Batman. Think there's there's not much more that's that's more, that's much more useful than than being Batman, really. I mean, if we were all Batman, there would be no emergencies. I remember when I was a little Batman. I was a, I was a tiny Batman, and I, <clears throat> I didn't have the the chops yet. And I, I took all those classes, and and now I'm the Batman. You know Holy what? Fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, uh, do, do you have any techniques? Like I know you can't teach an entire cert class right here, right now. But I mean, what what techniques can we roll through? You know what, and I'm actually, I asked a couple people to call in, so when they call in, I'll, I'll be turning the mic over to them. They have just recently gone through cert training. Um, but a couple of things, one thing you can do, you know the most important thing you can do? Most important thing you can do is have a plan on a piece of paper. Keep it somewhere where your whole family sees it. And that sounds so lame. It sounds like a Brady Bunch. We're all going to go through our disaster drill now, kids. Yeah, right. You know what, though? If heaven forbid a fire breaks out in your home right now, do you know how many people are lost by going back into the fire? Yeah. More people are lost going back into the fire looking for little Susie, who who is already outside standing over under a tree, but you didn't see her. So you yeah. went back in and you died. So you got to have a plan. Everybody needs to know where to be, you know, yeah. if you can. So get a plan. And if you guys don't know how to make a plan up, Go online, man. They've, we'll be posting so many links on on oh. where to find a good plan, you yep. know. Um, like I said, where to take this stuff online. So that's number one thing. The number two thing I would say, always have a bug out bag. <laughs> yep. I'd like to name it out bag. Why? Because it's, I mean, did you see Cujo? Come on. Come on. If they had a bug out bag in the car, during that, you know, time they were trapped in the car and the dogs outside, they would have survived a lot. They would have shared a lot better than they did. So, but but in in, in reality, you never know. Something something could hit, and you're stuck on a freeway, away from home, and you have no food, no water, and you know, heaven forbid, the the weather takes its toll on you, even from either from being too hot or too cold, and you either freeze to death or you die of dehydration because you sat in a car with no water for four, five, six hours. I don't know, however long it takes. Yeah. I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. Um, so those two things. Since, since we're on the bug-out bag, I'm going to spin through a list real quick. Uh, yeah, please. In front of me. It's real simple, and if you miss any of the stuff I'm saying, you can listen to the show later, rewind it, write it down, whatever. We're going to have the links up, but if your person oh, yeah. likes to learn better this way, then here you are. Here we go. Um you can and you can assemble the the stuff uh, I'm about to say uh, for kids for use at home, for your office, for your school, uh, inside a vehicle, just like Rock for the dog. Because if you have a dog, it's outside a vehicle. He wants to kill you. Remember, Batman can't save you. Batman cannot save you because Batman is afraid of dogs. 
So here we go. You are correct, sir. You want one gallon of water per person per day. Three day, three day supply for evacuation, two weeks supply for home. Okay. Food, non-perishable, easy to prepare items. That's a three day supply for evacuation, two weeks supply for home. You want a flashlight. Now, you probably want some kind of crank flashlight uh, and a hand crank radio uh, and uh, and a double A weather radio if possible. It's a special kind of radio you can buy that online. Um, you're going to want extra batteries, first aid kit, medications, seven-day supply, and medical items. Now, that can range from anything from, you want, like, bandages. Uh, gauze is very, very, very useful because if you get something, you nick a vein or something or an artery, you know, you can have a serious bleeding out problem. So gauze, bandages, even, like, just random extra T-shirts that you can stop up wounds with just in case. Um, a multi-purpose tool, sanitation and personal hygiene items. Uh, this is important. Copies of personal documents, that's medication list, pertinent medical information, proof of address, deed, lease to home, passports, birth certificates, insurance policies. If you're lost somewhere, let's you could say you get knocked out, somebody doesn't know who you are, you know, they have all the stuff, they, they know who you are, they have your information, you know. Um, cell phone with chargers, family and emergency contact information. Oh, let me pop back real quick. Cell phone yeah. with chargers. There's also a couple of items now where they are, and they've had this for a while, but they are making this better for the market, and that's um, chargers that you just put batteries in and gives you your phone like a little, like a quarter charge or something, um, so you don't have to worry about plugging into a wall for emergencies. I would definitely, definitely invest in one of those for a bug out bag because, you know, if the first thing that's going to go down in an emergency most of the time is your electricity. And if you're like me, uh, you have your face glued to your phone 24-7. So, well, not always, but I'm doing uh, important stuff. But your phone's on the yeah, table. I, I personally, I carry extra cell phone batteries. So, and I charge those, like, you know, separate chargers. So they have separate chargers for batteries for cell phones. I know iPhones, you can't really do that. You can't pop the battery on an iPhone, right? If you want to void your warranty, you can. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to void your warranty, you yeah, can. Okay. I mean, so, I'm sure there's something there, though. Yeah, Androids, you can pop. That battery, and you can. Cases. Yeah, yeah, good for your Android. Shut up. Yeah, you can buy chargers online for Android batteries. Uh, and again, the battery chargers, you know, the the one shot, that's good. Uh, back to family and emergency contact information. Um, extra cash, always, even if you're strapped, even if, you know, just put it in the bag, forget about it. Hide it inside the oh, bag, yeah. forget about it. Yeah. Even if it. You know what? This this can help you a lot. Um, quarters or coins, because no one's going to go rooting around for coins. They're going to put it in the bag and forget about it. Um, like a, a roll of quarters, a couple rolls of quarters, whatever. It's also good if you need to smack somebody with it. You can roll it up <laughs> in your fist and you can punch somebody right in the kisser, okay? So anyway, um, Emergency blanket um, or a space blanket. It doesn't take up as much room. Um, but space blankets are awesome. I know I've I've used those a couple times. They're they're real thin, but they they keep in the heat really well. Here's another one. If you, if if electricity goes down and your cell phone dies, you are not gonna have maps on your phone. Okay, and a lot of people they rely on their maps. Like they rely on their their triangulation and GPS. They look at their phone here. This is where you are. You're not going to have that. So you need to get maps of the area, and you need to familiarize yourself with 
your area without your phone because that's don't rely on technology at all. Um, all right. Do we have a caller yet? Because if not, I'm going to keep going. No, okay. keep going. But you know what? To, to what okay. you added, I want to say that any of those important papers that you have, like you said, and your cell phone, you know what? Get Ziploc bags. Because yeah. all of that info would be worthless if it got wet. Nobody can oh, yeah. read it. And he, oh, yeah. he's absolutely right about the the um, space blankets. We we had to use those at four in the morning for a film shoot uh, in San Francisco in the winter. And I know winter in San Francisco is not much, but dude, it was like it felt like thirty degrees. And those space blankets, you didn't notice. You were going, "This is great. I love these little things." They cost what three bucks each. Get like five of them. Yeah. Keep them everywhere. Also. Um you, if your cell phone breaks, because if you get it like wet, if it's raining and you get your cell phone wet, and it breaks. You're not going to be able to get another one if it's an emergency. So I would suggest you put your cell phone inside a Ziploc bag because uh, you can still use the the touch screens through a Ziploc bag. Yep. So um, moving on, uh, other family members and I think pets. Um, Medical supplies, hearing aids with extra batteries, glasses, lenses, contact lenses, syringes, cane. Uh, you need baby supplies, bottles, formula, baby food, diapers if you have a baby. Uh, games and activities for children, trust me. Trust me. You don't need the extra stress because your kids are freaking out. They're bored. They're setting little fires. You don't need that stuff. Um, <laughs> seriously, if you have... If you have kids like I was, yeah, you don't you don't want the kids to be bored at all because they won't understand yeah. the situation. They'll just think it's another oh I don't want to be here right now situation. You you need to think right. You need to keep your kids busy, um, and if that means extra batteries for the Game Boy, do it. Uh, pet supplies, collar, leash, ID, food, carrier, bowl. Um, yeah, that's important too because you don't want your dogs eating off the ground because you know animals get sick that way. Um, two-way radios, extra extra set of car keys and house keys. That's important to have in any situation. Actually, if you don't have an extra set of keys for your stuff, you should turn this radio off right now and go get it. <laughs> not, not really. Not really. I'm just um, seriously, I, I've lived with so many roommates, and it, this has always irritated the crap out of me. Six in the morning, banging on the door because they forgot their keys. Well, if I'm not there, you don't get you don't get in. That's that's one thing that everybody should have right now is extra extra house keys. Um, manual can opener. Um, right, right. So so here, real quick, um, it's not that hard to if you don't have a manual can opener and you absolutely have to. It's not that hard to pop a can with a knife. Just make sure it's a real short blade, and the only the only thing you do is you you put it at the very edge and you use the the palm of your hand. Like a, you slap down the end of the knife and it pops in the can, and then you just kind of really carefully work it back and forth as you turn the can, and you can you can actually open a can pretty easily that way. Um, you can, but be very careful. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, and be very careful. Stabbed myself. Stabbed myself. You doing that one year with a thing knife? Is, but, the yeah, thing is, me. you don't need a sharp knife to do it. You can actually do it with a butter knife. I've done it with a butter knife. Um, oh, that, that would have yeah, my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all about back and forth motion, and like it's it's got nothing to do with the blade itself. It's just like I'll, I'll maybe I'll post a tutorial on how to do it, but it's pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, because uh, you know I'm very I'm a very funny guy to laugh at. Uh, additional supplies to, to keep look at. Yeah, 
Additional supplies to keep at home or in your kit based on the types of disasters common to your area. This is little things that you might not think are important, but they are important. I'm going to explain why as I go through here. Um, whistle. When you're calling for help, you're only going to be able to call for help if you're trapped somewhere, like maybe 20 times at, at, at your full volume. Okay, then your voice is going to die out, and that can be a problem, a huge problem. Yeah. A, a whistle takes it, it takes up so little space, and it's so freaking loud and annoying that everyone's going to be able to hear it for a, a long, huge radius around the area that you're trapped in. All right. Next. And is, uh, and I got I got to interject. I got to interject. And like I always say, for self defense and everything else, a whistle. I have one on me all the time. Always a good attention getter. So just keep one around you. You'll say you'll say thank you later. I promise you. It'll be like zero rock. You guys saved you with that whistle. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Honestly, um, we carry them all the time as as a team too because when we want to call each other in, if we get too far away from each other and all communications go down, like I said, don't rely on technology. Or if we want to call the nope. police in or call the public's attention to something that's going on, instead of yelling help or fire, we all just start blowing whistles. And it's really super effective, I've seen. I mean, it's got to be effective because I think the cops and uh, cops used to use it before they had huh. communicators. So Very it's good. effective on a, on a low-tech level. Uh, next is surgical masks. This is so important in an emergency situation because right now, right now the people of, uh, of Hurricane Sandy, the survivors, survivors of that, are finding out how, how important this is because the mold. If you're going, if you're in an emergency situation, most of the time you might be trapped somewhere, or you might be in an area that's been destroyed by a natural disaster. Um, mold can kill you very quickly. It can get in your system. It, look it up. It'll scare the crap out of you how, how bad mold yeah. can mess you up. And if you have any mold in your house right now, kill it. Kill it immediately. Get no, white no, vinegar. No, no, right. Yep. yep. Get, get white That's vinegar. Right. Yep. Don't get bleach. Bleach does not kill it does not kill mold. It only goes uh <laughs> right it only goes it doesn't go into the wall to get it. You need white vinegar. White vinegar will eat what's on the surface and it'll actually go deeper and kill the rest of it. Uh, but a surgical mask is necessary just to move around in a situation like that because it's really it's very aerosol. You'll breathe it in, you'll get mm -hmm. real sick, and it, call, it, it can kill you. Um, mm -hmm. Matches, matches are very important. Get the rainproof, waterproof ones. Uh, mm -hmm. Self-striking matches because you're not you're rarely gonna. I mean, if you just have the matches, you're rarely gonna have the, the surface to strike it on. And if the surface gets wet, you're screwed. You know. But if yeah. one or two matches gets wet, you're okay. Self-striking matches, you can get those at uh, at surplus stores. Uh, Army and Navy surplus stores are pretty cheap. You can get like three boxes for, I don't know, $5. Um, you want to hear something cool? Big, Check this big, out. Big you know what? You know what? Aside from those, those waterproof matches, because, you know, water is a big problem. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I saw the other day? What's waterproof uh, Post-it notes and pencils that write on them. Twitter guys. What? Dude, I saw it on Rachel Ray. You got to Google it, man. She's like, are you kidding me? This really works because he was trying to help people, you know, plan for disasters. Yeah. She's like, I can write with this. They put it underneath in this bowl of water, and he took the pencil, and, and she started writing with it, and, and it just wrote. And then you can, you know, you can post it up anywhere. Because you got to leave notes. you got to leave notes for, for where you are, what happened, oh, or, yeah. you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, pretty cool, right? Let me, let me just put one thing in right here. As you know, as I do, um, chalk. It doesn't say on the yeah. list, but I'm gonna say right now, chalk. Because if you're moving from one area to another, 
notes are good, but if you have chalk, you can write real, real big on the wall. You can actually alert yeah. people to a situation. You can write, uh, like, like in Walking Dead, you could write dead inside on the outside wall. That's part of Yeah. training will show you how to mark a house so that you can let people know what's in there, you know, that it's been searched, when it's been searched, who searched it, and what you found. So, yeah, chalk is a great idea. Yep. And if you can fit it, a bottle of spray paint, because that's even better than chalk, because that won't wash away. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. another thing. Cert, uh, Cert does that exact same thing. They do. Uh, do they do like a uh, like a one strike or an X system? They do the X system. Yeah. Ours okay. Did. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Rain gear. Don't they? Yeah. Don't be John Drop. Yeah. <laughs> John Drop. Um, John Drop. Where are you? He's there. One more. <laughs> okay. What are you saying? I'm on the yeah, train right me... now, so. If I can't hear you guys, it's not because I'm an old man. It's because uh, I'm on the train. Okay. And I'm oh, no worries, no worries. Okay. Let me. I'm going to spin through the rest of this list real quick because uh, we got we got me going here. Um, the next is rain gear. Rain gear is super, super important. You don't think it is right now, but honestly, if you get wet and your clothes get wet and you have the proper gear, it can work on your on your skin. It can cause serious. Hypothermia, right? Drop. We're, we're muting you until we get to you, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, and you're muted. Um, so, rain gear. Next is towels. If you get wet, if you have, you know, like they say, uh, what is that movie? Hitchhiker's um, Guide to the Galaxy. Always had your towel. You never know what you're going to need it for. Towels are good for a lot of things. Uh, they're good for grip in some situations. They're, if you don't have a lot of other stuff, you can protect your hands when you're doing something. You never know when you're going to need a good towel. Trust me. Um, next is, in the same breath, work gloves. Very important. Climbing, uh, pulling doors open, picking stuff up that you don't want to be touching your skin. Uh, again, some people have some serious, uh, serious allergies to mold and they don't know it until they touch something and they completely, their skin flares up and they die from it. You know, it, it happens. Um, so work gloves for things that you don't want to touch. Um, tools, supplies for securing your home. Uh, that's that's like, you know, wood, nails, uh, sliding windows. Uh, you could even build some simple uh, barricades for your doors. It's pretty simple. Uh, although I wouldn't stuff too much of that into a go bag because that's not that's not really useful uh, on travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, extra clothing, hat, sturdy shoes. That's I'm surprised they didn't have that like earlier in the the serious the serious list. Uh, good shoes is a must. Um, that's that's you know, not like sneakers. Sneakers are gonna they're gonna bust apart pretty quick, even though they're comfortable. You want like a pair of boots or something, something that's gonna hold up, something that you can walk in for a long time, isn't gonna rip out, uh, isn't gonna you know if you step on like something like a nail or something, isn't gonna pop through, um, yeah, isn't gonna get wet because if your feet get wet, you're gonna be all kinds of miserable. Um, <clears throat> plastic sheeting, I don't know why, that, why that's on the list, but it sounds like it could be useful. I would say a tarp, oh, yeah, probably better. Tarp. Yeah, Definitely that's really tarp. yeah, tarps tarps really good for. Uh, yeah, plastic sheeting rips too easily in my in my opinion, but a tarp has the edge, the the stone the stone edges, and you can actually make really it's got the 
the little grommets already built into it that you can make a really good shelter out of if you need to. Um, if you don't know how to make a shelter, it doesn't take long to learn. Just go look it up. You, you should know that because you never know. Um, uh, duct tape. Oh, my God, duct tape. <laughs> Dude, as a train operator, as a train operator, I never left my house without duct tape in my backpack. Yeah. yeah. So, if, if, if only... If only because um, you can repair. You can repair anything. And duct tape, as it's, you know, it says, it, it, it covers ducts. It's made for ducts. It's made for covering up, like, drafty drafty stuff. So if you're in a, in a building that's all drafty, you can actually use the duct tape to cover up the edges to keep the, the cold out. Um, also, I would suggest electrical tape for if you come across something that you have to be close to and you have kids or something that's, you know, exposed wires, you can actually use the electrical tape to cover that up if you need to. Uh, and that should that should stop a, from a shock. Um, scissors, useful. I'd say knife, probably more useful. Um, a short knife is probably most useful for cutting stuff because a long knife can get away from you. Uh, long knives are really for combat. And to stick somebody with, I wouldn't really suggest a huge long knife in your in your gear. Um, <clears throat> household liquid bleach. Not sure why that's useful. Can you think of anything? Yes, the reason that's useful, you can use it to um, to to disinfect water to, for the water. You know, you can. Uh, there's a certain amount of bleach, and we'll we'll post a link up to that. You use so much bleach per gallon of water, and you can have drinking water again. Hmm, that's interesting. Never even heard of that. Really? You never heard of bleach? Yeah. Is it just me, guys? Has everybody else heard of that? You're just a I weirdo. But yeah, you can, you can purify water. Really? Am I am I mumbling now? How's that? Yeah, you're like chomp 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 chomp. That's just how I talk. Stop making fun of me. That's not nice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, kids, bullying is wrong. You shouldn't bully even if you don't understand that a person talks like Asshole. <laughs> so, um, also, entertainment items. Let that mean anything you wanted to. Um, <laughs> and that was, that's actually on the list here. Uh, blankets or sleeping bags. Yeah. Uh, that's... Hold on a second. Uh, it says pack the items in easy to carry containers, label the containers clearly, and store them where they would be easily accessible. Um, that means clearly, like not in the basement, in the back corner, behind the washer and dryer. Uh, you know, like put them somewhere where you can get them. Like try to be intuitive on this. You know, um, let, let the bags be made of like sturdy material, obviously not trash bags, um, or like you know. Little kids' backpacks from Kmart, probably not a good idea. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I'm going to post up this link because it's extremely useful. It's actually, um, it's a .gov site, so. It's yeah, post up the link. I'm, you're starting to bore me now with this stupid stuff. <laughs> it's I'm, dry, I'm, man. I can't I can't make it any better, man. Man, Tribe is Tribe is so cool. And you know how much cooler it is? Let's see. We're gonna unmute why you unmute John Drop who's been holding there for a while. You got him Put him on. You got the button? You got, you got the button, don't you? There's temper. No, it's so loud. I think temper is 
Temper is only wanting to listen. Uh, so I let's talk. see. Hey, you want to talk? Okay, let's get her back on there. Hi. Hey there. Sorry about that. Yeah. This is part of our Washington Initiative team, and uh, we asked them to come on the show because they just completed their shirt training, oh, my goodness, just a few days ago, right, Tim? I did, just two weeks ago. See, so that's, uh, it's fresh in their heads, and they can uh, they can share some of the important things that uh, they learned with us because all of it's important, you know. But we can't fit seven weeks of a certain, you know, just one show. So we're going to do our best. My my favorite piece of advice that I learned was to stay flexible. And not like bodily flexible, although that's good, but you make a plan and then reevaluate it constantly. Even if you're a control freak like me, just to always take into consideration what has changed about your situation and then plan and go over it again. That's, you know what, that reminds me of what is it, the Marine motto, um, adapt, overcome, improvise, and that's really, I mean, that's survival, adapt, overcome, and improvise, you know, so um, that makes perfect sense, saying you got to be flexible on this. Right. How if you're, you if you're panicking, it's hard, because you're, you're thinking, oh, God, I'm in this situation, we just had an earthquake, I have to do... X, Y, and Z. Well, X, Y, and Z might change to X, Y, and L, and A, and who knows what. And people could, you know, be hurt and needing different things. And so just remembering to constantly examine where you're at mentally. Also, like, making sure you're looking out for yourself and signs of fatigue. And same for your teammates. If you happen to be with anybody that's helping you, check and see, like, are they starting to get a little punch drunk? Or do they need to take a nap? And that's huge. Absolutely true. Um, zero? Yo, Z. Can you remember the last time you were in an emergency situation? Because I can remember one when I first got into the initiative, something went down with New York. Do you remember it, Zero? And I don't know if Zero can hear me. Hello. Yo, Jack Zero, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? I was saying, do you remember the last emergency situation you were in? Uh, I remember the last one. I'm not sure if that's the one you're talking about. Uh, it was something that went down in New York. <laughs> well, there's a couple that have been in New York. Because I was going to say, with what Kemper's talking about, the whole be flexible, you know, and, and adaptive, um, there were a few things that you had to do that absolutely, and you had to be flexible and you had to adapt. Like, I can think of when you were driving out there to, uh, what was it, Hurricane Sandy, you know, and assessing the situation out there and just seeing that it's not what you see in the movies. It's something different and you have to improvise. Wouldn't you say that, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to get at or what what you're remembering that I'm not, but there was so much that just, you would expect the government to, to step forward and just take care of it in one fell swoop. But really the truth is that when stuff hits the fan, it's all the people that kind of like take care of themselves. The government, I guess, is supposed to be there, but it's just it's not realistic to think that that's going to happen. Um, that's what I was trying to get at. That's exactly it. No one's going to take care of you. You have to adapt and take care of yourself. Well, then just say that. <laughs> 
Oh, man, I thought you were going to be all descriptive and give us another, no, like, oh, yeah, we saw so much crap that was just, anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, there, there was a lot of crap that we saw, and, and in the end, it was really people that were taking care of people, like, the, a lot of people were just walking from door to door, and people that lived in high-rises, like, old people that couldn't get downstairs, like, the, the 15 to 20 flights of stairs and back up again, and they're just, like, knocking on doors and taking like lists and notes of what they need and then returning after they get donations. This is all just people organizing themselves, you know? Right, right. Um, and that's what CERT tries to teach you. You know what it tries to teach you? that I, One of the big things I love about CERT is that they teach you, you know what, you may be out of contact, just incommunicado with any any official, you know, any cops, any ambulances, just assume no one is coming. And yeah. that's why, you know, with CERT, they, they like to push, and I, I agree wholeheartedly, it's a ham radio thing. Because really, once communication goes down, there's probably going to be like two ways to get a hold of people, and that's, that's face-to-face yeah. or notes or something, or ham honestly, radios. Honestly, yeah, ham radio. Oh, yeah, real quick, ham radio, that's that's a good thing to have. Um, I don't know if, the, if there's like a a current system of ham radios, but they're not that expensive to get a hold of. And nope. understanding how to use them is, is not that much further. Um, yeah, lost, lost my track of thought. I was going to say something important, but you got me off of there. So, old man. Sorry. <laughs> You'll fart. Um, yeah, ham radios, you know what? They are flea markets. They're ham radio flea markets that sell uh, sets that work perfectly. But they're beginner sets. That's all you need if you're a beginner, duh. Um, the reason they're there is because someone's moved on to a more advanced set and they just get rid of those sets. So if you Google ham radio flea markets in your area, so they're not too often, but when they come around, it's important to, to be on top of that because being think about it, I left my cell phone at home today when I dropped off my son at school, and I, I felt disconnected. It, that's not a good thing. You know? Oh, yeah. I remember um, you. They're not. It's not like um, ham radios aren't for fun. So if you get one, there there is a licensing process. Uh, you right. need to go through the through the through all the the mentionables and all that crap. But I would suggest it, it's it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. And again, if you even if you know someone's coming to help you, even if you're like ninety nine percent sure that someone's coming to help you, still prepare. Like still have your stuff ready. So that even if they don't show up, or even if they do show up, you know, you're ready. Because you never know if somebody else is going to need help as well. Right. There are things as simple as, like, Zero, would you know how to turn the gas off in your building if you guys suffered something disastrous where you could smell the gas leak? Uh, Yes, I had the, the, even though my landlord does not speak English, I was able to control. (laughs) I was, no, I think he speaks Mandarin. Um, I was. We actually communicate through a series of drawings. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because that's I've lived here for three, over three years, and that's how we communicate. Um, <laughs> yeah, he showed me. I I drew a picture of, of uh, gas, and he showed me how to disconnect it. He showed me how to, to uh, even disconnect the water and everything. He was kind of curious as to why I wanted to know, but then I just I. I I think I drew a picture of like a, a red cross or something like that, or I think he thinks I'm like a, an EMT or something, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
however you get it done. What's that? Zero's list have vitamins. Did, did Zero's list have any vitamins? I don't think the list said it, but that's that's good to have. I mean, a good multi is probably the best thing to have. In yeah. Absolutely. You know why? Because you're going to be adrenally, you know, your adrenal, you're going to be adrenally fatigued is what I'm trying to say. And you know what? Vitamins, your, all this stress, your, your vitamin D can be depleted. A weak supply can be depleted from a big stressful um, situation. So it's good to have those. That's important. Um, Zero, do you know of any... Do you know of any places you can drink water from in your home, safe water sources in the home? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, don't they say something about the back of the toilet? It's just like number one, other than the, the you know, um, next to the water heater faucet, not the water heater itself, but the water heater faucet if it hasn't been damaged. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just make the I would just make the kids cry and drink their tears. I think that would be the best way to do it. And you could do that very easily. Um <laughs> canned canned fruit, vegetable juice, liquids, that works. Um, did you know you can even drink water from the swimming pool only after other sources of water are ex- exhausted? That's if you're lucky enough to have a swimming pool. I don't, so yeah, whatever. Um on the other hand, do you know it's an unsafe water source? The tap? Well, yeah, I wouldn't trust the tap because, you know, you know, those pipes crack, especially a big earthquake here. Pipes crack. Man, I'm not trusting that water. Um, radiators. People think they can drink from a radiator. And, you know, um, home heating, uh, water beds. <laughs> no. No, do not drink out of a water bed. People yeah, have done they're it. Not, they're they're not gonna be, they're, the, the water's not for consumption, so they're not going to be filtering the water. Into a uh, nope. into a radiator. Uh, nope. Even though even though it's funny because it does spray out water, like it does hiss, like a, it mists the water after a lot of them hiss the water after they're done to like get rid of them in the old in the old ones, and that still goes into your body, so it kind of sucks. Here's here's a thing you guys could do. Zero, do you know the names of your um, next door neighbors? Do I have a name? Yeah. You know the names. Do you know, so you know the people around you, right? Do you know how many people don't know the names of their next-door neighbors or how many people live in their homes? Yeah, my neighbors are uh, the landlords, so I know. Sweet, so you know them. Here's why. In the case, in case of an emergency, you know, you, you should be able to, to have somebody you can communicate with, uh, say one of your, your household members isn't home, and your your neighbors are going to stay there, and you have to go for whatever reason to another spot. They can at least let someone know, or you know, if you're not going to leave a big note or chalk drawing, whatever. It's always good to know because then you can also go to them for help or give them help if you know who your neighbors are. Um, another thing that's really important is is like we said, we said those bug out bags, and Zero was telling you what to keep. Um, Keep those on hand. Here in California, if we feel a really big earthquake, we're going to run to the closets and we're all going to grab our bug-out bags in, in case we have to split. I mean, not to sound morbid, but we saw what happened in Japan with that tsunami. It wasn't the earthquake that was so bad. It was the tsunami afterwards. So, um, And we live in California, and there's always that chance. So get your bug-out bag to higher ground. You know, um, If you have one in the car, you're ready to go already. 
Um, let's see. Can you think of you can you can chat it up while you, if you want, or I'm looking through my notes. You got your notes? <laughs> um, aside from this list that I have, that's pretty much my notes. Oh, okay. Um, well, I got I got plenty in front of me, so. Oh, I think um, you just have a nicer voice, so I was going to have you talk more. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. You, you can sing. <laughs> oh, strangers <laughs> in the night. Anyway, um, Shut up, involving yeah. <laughs> if, if you're going to be if you're going to be doing this stuff and you got kids, don't just make your bug out bag and tell them where the bag is. Make sure they know what's in it. I don't care how good right. they are. And that's actually right. a good thing anyway, because the younger they are, the better they're going to retain it if you keep teaching them the stuff and make it as if it's just nat- normal, natural life. Uh, the biggest issue and the, the reason people don't learn is because they wait until they're 40 years old to learn the stuff. And that's like... Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like twisting arms. You know, you, you're not going to... Unless you, like, really pack the, pack the learning into, like, a, a long... Like, a, just a year solid of, like, learning a lot of this stuff... It's not going to be second nature, but if you're a child and you get taught things, it doesn't matter how weird those things are, as we all know. We've all had weird childhoods, and we all, like, learn weird stuff from our parents that are still rattling around in our heads right now. <laughs> Remember especially the formative you. years. Yeah, especially me, obviously, clearly. Um, remember the formative years are, like, what is it, from birth to age 10, pretty much. Right, so, right. But they, they Always learn, absorbing. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. If they if they learn about video games and you know breakfast cereal, that's all they're gonna know for the rest of their life. You know. But if you teach exactly. them like this, yeah, especially and even even how to even how to act. If you teach them, you know, how to care for pets, how to how to do emergency stuff, like how to act, even health stuff, medical stuff. If you think your kids aren't ready to learn this stuff, you're thinking backwards. You know. Now is when they need to learn this stuff, and if you can't teach them, find someone to teach them, because this is our future as well. So involve your children, teach them how to do this stuff. Oh yeah, this stuff is is, honestly, yeah, yeah. The kids. It's very important. Yeah. Yep. The kids who grow up are the ones that write these lists. Very very nice point. Yeah, the kids. Um, these lists that we're reading to you right now are the kids that probably live with this their whole life. You know what? Here's another thing. Um, on building on that, like our kid knows that uh, if there's ever a fire, that he's never supposed to hide. Never. You know, we told him why. You gotta, you gotta be upfront with your kids. You can't sugarcoat it. I mean, you're not gonna scare the crap out of them. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he knows, you know, it's, it's a little bit of reality is, is enough to get him to never hide in, you know, wherever, in a closet during a fire or during an emergency situation. You know, it's important, he said. Um, by the way, here's a little tip before I forget, because I know I'll forget. Sleep with shoes right by your bed all the time. All the time. Because, whoa, somebody's got some loudness going on there. Who's that? Who's got the big airflow going on? Um, what? Uh, can you hear me? Who's got the loud yeah. airflow going on? Oh, is that you, Drop? Yeah, it's me, it's me and Crystal. We're in the car. Okay. 
Um, I can hear you now. So, uh, yeah, feel free to chime in, Drop. What's going on? Oh, there we go. Now I'm not there. hearing it, people. Um, there you go. So have you guys talked about um, kind of like like mass casualty type stuff or anything like that, like how to deal with like anything that you would talk about in CERT, like in terms of setting up like a no, actually, or anything like that. We were waiting. We were waiting for one of you guys to come in with the te- with the actual techniques of what CERT teaches. So, if you want to get into that, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm kind of a big, big um, medicine nerd, whatever. <laughs> and uh, but what was kind of interesting about CERT and all that was that we learned kind of like first aid, but it was more kind of like shit hit the fan. We need to keep as many people from dying as possible. So it was very kind of quick, dirty. I liked it. Um, <laughs> are you, why are you guys laughing? I don't get it. No, that was awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's all, it's all good. Just go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Well, it was kind of neat. Um, so, like, when you do the CERT program, like, you learn, you know, um, you don't get to learn how to do CPR, but if you can learn to do CPR, you should because, well, actually, in CERT, they don't want you to do CPR. That was something that was interesting because what the mentality behind CPR is, you know, you know, a mass casualty incident where you've got multiple people who are, you know, in need of medical care uh, ASAP. Uh, the minute you do start doing CPR, you can't leave. Um, so you've kind of got to leave the people who need CPR. Like, if you, if you can find someone who's not good for anything else, like, they are brain dead or really bad at, wielding a hammer, and you'd be like, here, just pound on this guy's chest until you get tired, um, then they, you can have people do CPR. But otherwise, you can't do that kind of stuff. And that was, there was a lot of really interesting kind of mental hurdles for doing uh, medical stuff in, uh, you know, a cert, a natural disaster, big clusterfuck type situation. And, I don't know, it was, it was kind of cool, cool, but interesting. To, to learn about some of those. Like, basically, like, you have to come to grips with the fact that you, <clears throat> that everything's going to be going wrong and that every little thing that you can get to go right is uh, a victory that you really have to kind of have a benefit for. And so um, kind of what you guys were talking about a little bit earlier, like kind of coming up with a plan for some things like that, like organizing with your CERT teams or if you have a street medic collective in your area or if you have a neighbor who's an EMT, like, trying to figure out with people, like, you know, if something does go down, can we go to the high school or can we go to this building or that building and set up, you know, a triage, um, I'm not using the right word, but, like, a medical center and have it all labeled up so people know where to go. And I'm just rambling, but there's cool stuff. (laughs) You're not not rambling. You're not rambling. And you know what? That's interesting that they tell you not... Ours, they did have us, um, they would have us, you know, do the CPR, but um, they really stressed that we had uh, um, teams, you know, that if we had so many on the team, then you could do that. But otherwise, you're right. They were saying, you know, check from building to building. Oh, yeah. Well, just dropped my other phone. (laughs) Not good. It's dangerous business talking on the phone with you guys. We don't want you to be, hey, hey, safety first. We want you to be okay. Don't, seriously, don't get yourself, uh, you know, seeing safety, man. I'm still working on the whole, 
I'm still working on the whole chewing gum and walking at the same time, so I'm just going to sit in one place and talk on the phone with you guys. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Good, good. Don't give that man a gun. You know, honestly, yeah. I, the thing I like most about uh, the people in the initiative and the people that we work with is that when we do ramble, the creativity actually kind of pops open some newer ideas and we get into something right. that we've been covered before or hasn't been explored before, and I think Drop is one of the best people that does that. And I think yeah, definitely. Yeah, he thinks he's well, rambling, but he's actually. No, he's he's formulating. <laughs> he's spinning that dude. Yeah. It's my master plan. It just looks hey, like drop. a spider web on crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> drop. Can I ask you something? This might jog your memory. Do you remember the uh, pre-pre-plan rescuing stuff, like surveying the area? Uh, assessing the victim's medical condition, determining your needs, and then planning the extra extrication. Um, do you remember all that stuff from the class? Yeah, yeah. We uh, so like you, you want me to go over like the like the color coding for people, like whether or not we leave them for dead or not. Well, you know what? What would help people who are listening right now, um, like say uh, there's a group of because uh, what we're ultimately trying to do is give give people the best parts of cert so that they can go. Okay, even if I didn't take the class, I know that in cert they taught this. So um, yeah, yeah. See, so what okay. we ultimately want you to do is to take a cert class, but if if not. Yeah. Um, if they can get together with their neighbors and and you know do anything together, what's the first thing you'd tell them to do if if an emergency just occurred and everybody's now outside? Okay, so let's say emergency just occurred. Um, I'm just okay. going to stay the hell away from like light urban search and rescue because if you don't know what you're doing, don't ever go inside of a building that looks like it could be in any way compromised. Like if you see cracks in the walls or um, if it's, you know, like unreinforced masonry, like pretty much all of downtown Seattle, if there's ever an earthquake, I'm hightailing it out of there because that whole place is coming down. But uh, at least the old version. But, like, yeah, if you don't if you don't know what you're doing, don't go inside of a building. You always want to stay outside. Um, yep. But in terms of doing, like, I think, like, my idiot's guide to medical triage would basically be, <laughs> um, like, learn how to identify who needs help the quickest. Um, and that's kind of counterintuitive. Um, and first thing, obviously, is you want to be looking up for yourself. Um, like, if you're fine, the last thing you want to do is screw up your health so that someone else has to take care of you because that's kind of selfish, dude. And uh, the second thing, so the ways you can do that is make sure that you've got a buddy. Make sure that you've got someone who's got your back. And I think you guys were talking about that a little bit. Sorry, I've been kind of in and out in the conversation. Um, yeah. Then... So then, you know, if you've got your buddy, you've got someone to, you know, kind of watch your back, keep you from doing stupid stuff. Um, so the other thing you want to do is, like, not necessarily look for people who are flailing in pain um, or screaming or anything like that, because uh, the one thing they're always telling us, and they love to say it, is if they're screaming, they got a pulse. Because right. you, can't, you can't scream if you can't breathe. Um, right. And so you always look for the quiet people. And... So then there's, you know, a quick kind of acronym for figuring out if people are in need of serious help. And I use the same acronym for when I'm teaching people, like, my, uh, like, quick and dirty first aid class. And it's, um, you want to remember the acronym RPMS, where if there's uh, something wrong with their respiration, so that's R. If there's something wrong with their uh, perfusion, 
Um, and perfusion is basically how well blood is circulating through their body. Uh, when people go into shock, their blood starts to uh, become consolidated in the core um, and kind of the, the blood vessels constrict and the, the extremities become less vascularized. And you can actually tell this by either like just checking uh, a pulse on the wrist or squeezing someone's thumbnail or squeezing their palm and seeing how fast it takes for the blood to come back. Um, you, I mean, a normal extremity pulse should be somewhere between 60 and 80 beats per minute. If it's uh, lower than that, you probably got an issue. Um, so that's that's kind of that's uh, very that's very useful. See, we, you hear a lot of like check their pulse. Do they have a pulse? It's either kind of like a yes or a no thing. But to actually check uh, that is that's that's something a lot of people might miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's the thing is, everyone's like, let's check the neck pulse. But honestly, you probably want to check a radio pulse because then you can find out their perfusion at the same time as you find out if their heart's racing or beating or, I mean, well, I mean in tradition, wouldn't, yeah? Wouldn't it make sense, uh, since, since you raise a wound above the heart, wouldn't it make sense to check the pulse below the heart? Uh, I don't know. I would assume maybe, possibly. I'll get back to you. You know what? Yeah. We'll find out. And we'll have to... Seriously, now I want to know, too. So we'll ask... Well, I'll we'll we'll see people. you in like eight weeks. So we can, yeah. we can yeah. make a wound. <laughs> totally. There will, be, there will be so many wounds all over everyone. You know what? Sure. We're going to have to... We're going to... I know... I don't, I don't want this to be an in-joke. I don't want this to be an in-joke, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this real quick. Uh, in about eight weeks, we go out to Hope which was on our two shows ago. We were talking about Hope, which is a it's a big event where we, you know, hand out food and and uh, uh living stuff to to the homeless of of uh, San Diego. But it's going to be the first time that a lot of the initiative members have been in in the same uh vicinity. And I'm sure there's going to be some kind of Lions Pride uh trials to go through when we all first meet to find out who's the who's the who's the, the big lion. So, who's that? Yeah. The alpha, I'm not gonna say alpha male because I'm sure it's probably gonna be temper that wins everything anyway. Cause yeah, I'm pretty sure. She's probably gonna rip Mickey <laughs> off. She's probably she's probably putting together implements right now. So she's gonna be she's gonna like sneak all kinds of little ceramic weapons on the plane and like come down and be slicing face. We're all gonna go home with like little chunks of our ears and stuff. I'm glad she's on our team, dude. I'm so glad she's on our team. That's all. Well, it's it's really funny because we're all like you know we're all like a bunch of. Uh, you know, scrappy preparedness, kind of, you know, crazy MFers. So it's that's what happens. That's our fun. That's what we do. That's how we party. That's how we get down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna lock you out of the room, zero. Stay out you, of my room. You know what? You know what? If you got, if you can keep me out of a room that I want to get into, then you're very good. <laughs> Did I tell you guys how I had to break into my work the other day? <laughs> What? Okay. Uh, are you confessing something that you shouldn't be on this show, or um, is this is fun, right? You guys don't know my last name, so I think we're. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Go on, go on. May or may not have. All right, so we got um, <laughs> respiration, perfusion. So the other two are kind of tricky. Um, and actually. Uh, this one's kind of could be give or hit or miss on a like an emergency situation, but if there's a change in mental status, 
that's also a big red flag. Like if someone doesn't know, um, yeah. Uh, so like normally, there, there's a scale. It's called the Avpu scale, um, and so like you've got at the very bottom, you've got completely unresponsive, which is basically like a notch above dead. And then you've got responsive to pain, and then they might move around or groan a little bit when you kick them in the ribs or something. Then you'll have, I, mean, I wouldn't recommend kicking someone who what? you think is injured in the ribs, but maybe maybe like if you squeeze their finger or something. They went for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, be very careful. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we wear the gas mask, right? <laughs> Great. No oil, you guys. Only listen to half of what they're saying right now. Um, by the way, we've got we've got Moxie on hold too. So between she and a uh, um, yeah, we do. Mox, Moxie did did her. Uh, she did some training recently too, didn't you, Mox? Yeah. Well, Hello? actually, there isn't. Can you hear me? Yeah. Wow, that was loud. Yeah, we can hear you, darling. Oh, okay. Um, actually, there isn't any cert training in our area. Um, they they ran out of money, and the the local guy who runs the um, runs the office says that there's not going to be any anymore. And he's just like, nope, that's it, I'm done. Um, I'm trying to talk bringing it back. Yeah, I've tried to talk him into bringing it back, and he's like, nope, nope, we're done. Well, fine. wow. So I went online to the link that was posted a while back um, earlier in the show. FEMA.gov, um, community-emergency-response-teams, and I downloaded everything. Um, I have I have PDFs of the, the basic training participant manual. I got all of the modules. I got the trainer's book, and I got the train the trainer's book, and I printed all of it out, and I bound all of it into books that I have um, with my first aid stuff. Um, and I'm just studying on my own as I have time to do so. Um, yeah. Remember when... Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say real quick. Remember, when stuff goes down, a lot of the time, you know, you're not going to have authorities telling you where to go, what to do. You might be on your own. So if, if you're putting off learning cert because you don't, you know, like your area doesn't have it, or you know you, you can't find the the actual certification or whatever. At least learn the material. At least learn the stuff. So if anything happens, you know what to do. Go ahead, Mox. No, that's exactly it. Is I'm not going to let the lack of classes stop me. Um, I'm going to do what I can to train myself. You know, this doesn't replace the classroom training, and there's not there's no hands-on. But I do have all of the videos and, um, you know, all of the PowerPoints, and I'm just going to learn as much as I can. Say, screw them. If they're not going to have the class, I'm just going to do the best I can on my own. Um, and I've got the trainer manuals. Maybe someday I'll be able to, to train other people. Yeah. Let me... Mark, that's, uh, that's taking initiative right there, dude. Ha, ha, you're corn. Yeah, uh, I see what no. I did there. Uh... I was talking to somebody today about uh, drilling. Let me just... Let me just hit that real quick because it's really important. Please do, um, seriously. Drilling is, as, is just as important, if not more important, than that original knowledge. Um, but they both work together, obviously. Here's the thing. There's physical and there's mental. In a situation, you can knowledge is not the same thing as, uh, as, as ability. Because you can go out in the field and know all the stuff in your mind, but your body doesn't know it yet. 
So your mind is trying to do the fundamentals while at the same time taking in the X factors, all the little wild cards that are happening that you didn't train for. So you're you're trying to do like triple, quadruple duty on this whole thing. But if you learn the fundamentals, the simple stuff, and you drill it so your body knows it, so in the field you can deal with every single little discrepancy, every little detail that, that wasn't in the training. That's why drilling is important in every physical thing you can think of. I'm talking martial arts, emergency preparedness. I'm talking um, any kind of you know defense situation where you're defending other people. It's super-duper important, super-duper important. That's why teams train. That's why teams practice. You know, they don't just go, "Oh, you're you're a big, uh, you're a big, crazy, strong guy." You know, get on the get on the football team and just play the game. No, they they drill. They practice. It's important. Important. You just know stuff. It's and, absolutely and the other thing, true. Yeah, people know when you don't actually know stuff. So don't think you're fooling anybody. You know, here's the thing too, Billy. On that, so I I have to agree because you know this stuff when you're under duress you're not going to remember half this crap. So if it's all muscle memory, you know, your mind doesn't have to work so hard. Your your body goes yep. into auto mode. And yep. you're, you know, that's what you want. You want an easier response for this. And like you said, anything, martial arts, anything that's yep. important. You can you can usually count on one or the other giving out during an emergency situation if you're not fully and super crazy trained. Either your body's going to freeze up or your mind's going to freeze up. Either one of those if you lose, I mean, if you don't train, you're going to lose both. But if you do train, you still might lose a little bit in one sense and a little bit of a shell shock. At least you don't lose everything and cost lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Is Drop still with us, too? Temper is. Temper! There she is. Now, Temper, tell us some more, please, because you, uh, you were just out of that two weeks ago, so you got, you got info. I do. I, I hope. Um, my <laughs> the other thing that I really took away from this was, and I don't know if you guys talked about this. I'm sorry. I'm, I started making dinner while Drop was talking. Um, we it was drilled into us the importance of um, kind of that mental boundary and keeping yourself um, kind of connected to the situation, but not so much that you're going to freak out. Did you guys cover anything like that? Um, yeah, it's, but you know what? Not not in detail. So, ah, uh, okay. No other. I mean, really, that that for me was the biggest thing. Like knowing that there are going to be some people that you just cannot help, and being okay with that. Because the whole goal of CERT is to do the most good for the most people. And sometimes right. that leaving somebody behind if there's nothing you can do, not necessarily leaving them completely, but like not helping them as much as you would like to. And how are you okay with that? We had a chaplain from a neighboring city come in, and we also had a terrorism expert from um, the city of Tukwila, which is actually where Microsoft has all of their um, their servers housed. And now the whole world knows. Damn it. Um, wow. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, they were talking about how on 9-11, Tukwila was um, on the top ten watch list um, for places to be guarded and, you know, no fly zones over there because of that, because there's so much information and talking about how important it is to um, to recognize the signs of terrorism, but then to also to guard against how that stress can affect you and it can affect your um, decision-making, even with great muscle memory and practice. There are some things, like Z was just saying, that some things are um, 
something's going to go. No matter how much you've prepared, you're going to get freaked out. And the importance of kind of thinking ahead of time, like, this is my limit. I know if I see, like, a kid that's bleeding, I can't be the one to deal with it or else I'm just going to lose my shit. So it needs to be somebody right. else. Right. That was the big no, one that I took away from it. No, that is a big one because, you know what, you and I are both moms, and we know that I, I bet you would be like this too. We tend to stay too long on one person, especially if it's a child. Yes. You know, um, because that mom thing that just kicks in. So if we're, you know, if we're not helping out as much as we could be because we're getting in the way, then we need to let somebody else who's less emotionally involved, you know, um, handle it. So yeah, that's a good point. Really good point. Definitely. And then um, the only final one was just. Um, being really honest with yourself about what skills you do know, what skills you need to brush up on, and um, training, like, you know, like you guys were just saying, practicing them, but also um, seek out people, you know, right now before you have to that might know more than you. It doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg, and that's what people are so worried about. With, like, what well, doesn't it cost a lot of money? My class was free. Are you kidding me? They gave me so much crap, too, like bags and right. helmets and so right. much crap. I am so excited, but it's, it was free. Not, I mean, in a year, I will, I will jump all over it. So, <laughs> hey, Pepper, you know what? Pepper. What? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. What do you, oh, what do you make at dinner? <laughs> Watermelon, cucumber, couscous salad. Yeah. Like wow. We hear chopping. That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah. Sorry about that, you guys. No, no, no. Okay. No, I'm just, you know, just real hungry. Thinking Ray you know, for Ray. Yeah. Food stuff, so. I'll I'll send it over to you in a nice you know unairlocked there container. There was no cookies <laughs> in that package. <gasps> See, I didn't send it, so you can't you, beat me. It's you know what? He teased me. He said he was putting cookies in the package, and he sent no cookies to me. Wait, hold okay, on. Do you want me to find it somewhere up, for you? I'll do it. Whoa! <laughs> voices. What's going on? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> He's got punched in the chest. There you go. Oh, and he, nice, was, nice, and he nice. doesn't know why, poor guy. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> speaking of things that were in your shirt bag, if, if uh, what did you get in yours? Because I'm thinking, if nothing else, you guys who are listening and you're still not convinced to take shirt, you're stupid. But no, um, you know what you get? You know what you get in your shirt bag? Did you get? First of all, you get the cool shirt bag. It's it's a shirt. It, you know. That's this good because seriously, if you want to know who your team is, are you saying cert or shirt? Cert. Because we're talking about cert, you big Kevin. Right. Like cool clip. And then then cool clip. Cool clip. And then what did you get in yours, Temp? Um, I had, so I got a backpack, a hard hat, two pairs of work gloves, one tough, um, one not so tough, kind of for underneath in case your tough ones get ruined, Um, two sets of goggles. Face mask, tons of first aid supplies like wraps, um, bandages, four by fours, a sling. Um, goodness, what else did we get? Oh, um, a whistle, actually two whistles, um, and then a couple of laminated cards so that have like you guys were talking about way early on, like the the X for when you come into the building, like how to mark it, um, how to check for you know different pulse, um, refill rates, tons like cheat sheets and stuff like that. And then we got T-shirt and, um, yeah, that's not really for the kit, but, you know, it makes you feel special, so it's nice. Right, right. 
Um, see, you get all that. We got that, but um, we got this emergency response guidebook, and it shows you how yes, to. Um, that's you. That's yeah, yeah. Wasn't that cool? Now I want to take it with me in my car because what it does, Nero. You know how you see those little pl- uh, diamond placards on the side of trucks and stuff, and oh. they're have they're hazardous materials things. This way, it helps you identify every one of those so that you know, oh, crap, I can't get near any of that in case of an emergency, you know, an accident or something. Um, and uh, the other thing that they gave us was, what did they give us that was different from yours? Yours sounds really cool. Um, a vest that's really bright that has your name on the back so that people can identify you if you go into a building and, you know, yeah, you can't see anything but your vest. So that was that was the only thing. So you you know it's good to have zero add that to your list of stuff. If you have an emergency um blaze orange or blaze, you know, green vest so that people can see you, you know, easier. And zero is kind of listed. I actually already own one of those. The the screaming kids screaming kids. I'm so sorry, they're in my cert bag. I can't help what they gave them to me. Uh. I just brought them out to show you that these are good for calling people out of burning buildings. They will come to the children. There you go. They're they're fireproof children. They're very useful. I would would like you to punch yourself for me, please. Yes. Yes. You can punch punch yourself, Zero. Seriously. I do. But we... We've given we've given everybody a, a lot. You know, like I said, if you guys are going, that's a lot of information. Yeah, it is, but um, we're going to provide you links. So we only provide you, you know, the links and and where to go for this stuff. But you guys have to do the homework. Otherwise, you know what? Oh, Mother Nature's shut up. Mother Nature's been quiet. Am I, am I not right? Mother Nature, I'm You're not so right here. I'm not trying to tempt fate, but she's been hella quiet. And we Californians are like. Um, this isn't right. We haven't felt a little tremor in a little while. We're kind of freaking out over here. So, you know, um, I don't want to wait until afterwards to go, crap, crap, what was that? What were we supposed to do? Oh, my God, I don't know how to turn off the gas. You know, stuff like because that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Zero, before we forget, because we got, what, like um, 18 minutes left, there was yep. something, this is completely off topic, but it, it's it's. It's timely right now, and and are, are and it's we, important to bring up. So uh, are we good though? Are we? Do we have anything else that's like you know like yeah, like the cover between Moxie Temper and Drop and any, anybody else got anything that we're forgetting that you know we can we can add some Moxie's adding all kinds of cool stuff to the chat room um, that we will put up on the tribe page. But is there anything else that we? Uh, I've got nothing. You guys oh, really? up. Uh, Moxie's also <laughs> talking about mobile apps that can work with this stuff if your cell phone is still working, which, you know, you can learn stuff from that too, which is cool. You know, if you, again, if, if you, if you want to, if you want to learn while you're traveling, like I do, you know, forget about your book, forget about your little, what is that little game the, the exploding gems or whatever, your angry birds. <laughs> forget about the, the little piggies and the birdies for a second and just, you know, read some emergency stuff. Like just once a week, just try once a week. No. Right. You know, habits are made in 21 days is what I hear, so you know, just try it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, 
I guess. I guess we can move off the shirt now. And uh, oh, 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 one one real quick thing I wanted to add. Because I, I told myself don't forget to do this. So I'm gonna do this real quick. If you can, if you can afford a, a forty dollar dehydrator, you guys can make all the emergency food you want forever. Seriously, jerky, jerky's awesome. Jerky put into some water and boiled turns right back into beef soup again. Ooh. And you know, jerky. Right and fruits and every you guys get get a dehydrator. They're totally they're worth it. They're so worth it. So yeah, that's that's all. There you go. Proper advice. <laughs> okay, so Z. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on this real quick. I know people have this is kind of a hot topic right now. You know, again, it's not like it's not like the thousands dead in another country that I think happened twice this week at least. Uh but it's just something that I want to touch on because it's going to take five seconds to talk about. Um, the CEO of Abercrombie & Fitch is talking about he doesn't want, you know, bad customers. Um, and that's, that's something a lot of people have had a problem with. Yeah, it's it's, it's elitist, it's exclusionary. But this little group has, has made a film where they have been buying up clothes from, like, Goodwills and Salvation Army. And they're they're finding Abercrombie and Fitch clothes and they're handing it out to the homeless, as in like it's a slap to the face of Abercrombie and Fitch. I I get it, I get it. Okay, that's the idea may have been okay to think about for a minute, but you don't you're not taking into account the the humanity of of the homeless, the fact that you're using them. You're kind of saying, oh, you, you think that fat people's bad? Well, here's the worst homeless people. It's like really, like you're using these people as fodder for your little war with Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I, I, I understand his intent. I understand that he wants to, you know, because what, what the CEO said was wrong, you know, that in so many ways. And I understand that he wants to go put the clothes on people that the CEO would not want to see wearing Abercrombie and Fitch. But what he's doing essentially is is almost the same thing as a CEO by objectifying these people and saying, oh, well, here's the not cool people, you know. Um, here's the, the worst type of people that you could, you know, put them on. And like you said, and, and even, even though his intent is good, I, I think he's going about it the wrong way. Yeah. You also have to buy the thing to do that. Right. Thanks, Mox. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Away. You you know I know why I understand that he's going to the used stores so that they they really don't get any money back from these sales. So you know um, that part he he probably thought I'm not going to go to the stores and buy their stuff. I'm going to just go to the Goodwill stores and find them used so that Goodwill gets some money and not necessarily Abercrombie Fitch. You know. but I don't know. I, I think he, he might be going about it the wrong way. What he's doing, the good thing is he's drawing attention to, you know, to the issue, but I'm not sure that um, using the homeless people to do it is such a good idea. No, it's kind of like robbing Peter to pay Paul, but in the situation of, you know, we're going to highlight how much of an asshole this, you know, the CEO of Abercrombie is. But um, I just heard about that today, actually, like using the um, the homeless. And I, I – yeah, it's using them. It, the whole point of like things like signs of hope and signs and is calling attention to different social social services. He could have done that. He could have said, "Hey, look, this thrift shop, this thrift shop, sorry, has like tons of free stuff or has great stuff 
send your people here. I'll pay for them to be able to buy whatever. But he chose to do it in a really negative way, and that kind of sits poorly. Right. Um, one of the things I see in the chat room is Danimator saying boycott them, vote, vote with your dollars. That that makes more sense to me is to tell them, okay, I'm just not giving you any money, even even if you weren't to begin with. At least now they know that people who might have, you know, used their money in Abercrombie Fitch now will not if that's their stance. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, know, I think uh, a lot of people have kind of said, I think uh, Corey from your team has actually said um, that it sucks. I'm paraphrasing here, but he's basically saying, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, people have the right to be nasty and hateful with their speech as long as they're not physically hurting anyone, you know, or hurting their jobs, whatever, you know, costing them their livelihoods. The thing is, I agree with that, but I do too. I also agree with the fact that if you're going to say stuff like that, you would better be ready to wreak the whirlwind. You would better be ready to lose your business because you're, you're, you, you don't seem to understand. There's a lot of, of, of what you call attractive people that are going to boycott the shit out of you because they're not soulless, vacuous airheads. You know what I mean? On the other hand, there are a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, I like that exclusionary thing, and it's going to make me, you know, it's going to make me uh, elite. But he's got to understand he's going to lose a lot of business from that. He's gonna... Oh, he probably already has. You know, uh, who's, who's going to stand for that? Seriously. And also, you guys should be aware that Hollister is a subsidiary of uh, Abercrombie & Fitch. They do the exact same thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we just got okay. a comment on the on the Facebook page, the New York Initiative page, um, that says, I used to work as a model at Hollister, a subsidiary of A&F, and they preached the we have a certain clientele we appeal to rhetoric. To avoid being charged with discrimination, they hired us as models so they could dictate our dress, hair, etc., and fire people who got fat. I was so disgusted by the behavior and snickering about the poor, overweight, or ugly customers that I finally quit. And that's by Kyle Dome on the NYI page. Um, this, this, it's as if there's not enough stuff going on with people you know, getting hurt, and, and, and there's so much stuff going on in this country. That you think a scumbag wouldn't step forward and, and say this kind of crap and be more, even more elitist? I mean, this is this is the reason that that little that kids that have a, an image issue, like that that women especially are targeted by the by our culture, um, this is the reason that they have suicidal thoughts and, and commit suicide because they feel that image is the most important thing. When they look at this this fucking CEO of this multi-million-dollar you know company, and they go, "Oh, that's success. That's the most important thing in the world, and that's how people with success think." So therefore, the most important people in the world think that I'm scum. I should just kill myself. Like that's that makes me want to freaking cry. Like that makes me like. Want to cry while I choke that guy? Just cry and choke him a little bit, you know. <laughs> like I, I, I don't. I, it's such an emotional response. It's even more emotional than I get from you know people right. like do shit in, in 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 the heat of the moment. You know, like you can be dumb in the heat of the moment, but like to actually make a campaign of stupidity and and uh, right, right. Um. You know, and that happens. It's we're also, you know, here's the thing. Your emotional response is is, is understandable, 
some wise person once told me, and I think he's listening because I thought I saw him in the chat room for a minute. He said, uh, you know, people are going to do some really stupid things. They really are. So we're going to have our mouths hanging out down for a minute, and we're going to be so appalled. But while we're doing that, we're not able to act. So we, we could be uh, super emotional and then go, you know what, here's what I'm going to do about it. Because uh, just from hearing what you just said, you got a lot of anger for that, and I do too. But I'm thinking, you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to do uh, Nation of Heroes. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Nice. And what, what is Nation of Heroes? What's Nation of Heroes, Zero? Uh, it's a movie that we're making this summer. It's the uh, We're going to load in a uh, a van, and we're going to drive across the country with next to no money at this point. Um and make this film, and we're going to find heroes. We're going to find American heroes doing great stuff with very little money. Um, just like us, honestly. I mean, I'm not going to call us heroes, but I'm going to say that we do some cool stuff with very little money. Uh, That's right. I, very little money. Yeah. Like the skirt stuff, like tribe, tribe, you know what I mean? Like things like this. And and the reason we're talking about this again is because, like, you know, every time I look at our numbers and see how many people are, are listening to this radio show, I'm always going, whoa, that's really cool to have many people. I mean, I was getting into the, uh, you know, like a couple thousand per show. So um, if you're listening and this is your first time listening in, we are doing a documentary project this summer um, that that does take us from California to New York, looking for people doing heroic things. Um, heroic, by heroic, we mean things like you know turning an urban you know uh, weedy lot into a farm, um, or you know teaching kids that bullying is wrong. You know some guys riding his bike across America teaching kids that bullying is wrong. Um, who else do we have? Zero. Uh, I know I, I'm chasing Occupy right now, Occupy Sandy. Um, right. And they're still working. They're still doing their good yeah. deeds. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And they're not you know, they're not doing the whole political Occupy it, thing. They're just out there helping. It super, super sucks because uh, when it first happened, uh, I'm still doing things on and off, but it, it, when it first happened, the coordinators of Occupy Sandy, which are friends of Doc Adventure, who's on our team, um, they actually offered me kind of a distributing uh, position to take care of one of the areas. And I really wanted to accept, but then I was like, you know what? Like, I literally can't be up at the times I need to be there because of my job. I work till 4 in the morning. I would never sleep. I would never, ever sleep. So I just kind of do little things here and there. So that's, that's as much as I can, I can do. That's as much It's exactly it. That's as much as you can do more than that, and you're no good to anybody. You're like that wounded guy out in the battlefield that somebody has to take care of now because you can't take care of yourself. So, you know. Um, and by the way, let's see. Uh, somebody in the chat room. <laughs> I think this is back to what we were talking about before when you were talking about choking somebody. But somebody in the chat room says, I see zero like Ripger Hauer and Blade Runner. <laughs> 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 yeah, I see that too. <laughs> uh, too funny. Um I've seen the Star Wars, the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched exploding dragons in in the third star system. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We got like five minutes. Okay, real quick, somebody put a link up in the chat room. Um, uh, The guy's name is, can you pronounce this? Nick. 
Vujicic? Nick Vujicic. I don't know how to. Vujicic. Nick Vujicic looks like. Something like that. Uh, he is born with a rare disorder. No arms. Let's see, yes. Why? The motivational. He has the absence of all four limbs. We're looking at a picture of him. And he's a motivational speaker. Wow, see? Guys like that. And he's motivating other people. So sweet. Um, people like that. We're trying to get people like that in. We've got a few great people already in the um, documentary that we're going to interview. Hey, um, well, we, is that guy still alive? We need to get him. Oh, yeah. Wow, we, need, we definitely need to get that guy. Holy crap. Yeah, seriously. Um, so let's contact him. Oh, oh wait, wait. Is he in Melbourne? Where is he? Because if he's in Melbourne, man, we got to figure something out. Okay. He's on Australia. <laughs> um, we got five minutes left. Did anybody yep. win our game last week? Our, our, you know, what was our sound again? Here, wait, we've got this, this game. If you're a first-time listener, we've got a little uh, game on our show. It's called the... Dear God, what is that thing? But dear God, what is that thing game? And you try to uh, name the actor or the the character of the movie um, from this awful sound bite that we put. We put different awful sound bites. Did you think somebody got it? Did Cognito get it last week? Moxie, do you know? Yeah, he did. got it, actually. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say Cognito. Oh, he did. Times. Okay, well, he's got – then next week he's got to give us something – he's got to give zero something to read on the air. <laughs> Does he have something now? Oh, yeah. Does he have something now to – oh, you mean a sound or for you to read? I, I was looking for that uh, touch yourself, trust yourself thing. I had zero read. I was going to have him read that again, but I can't find it. Oh, oh well, just, man. Take some time that was so good. we got to hear it again. Okay. That was good. Awesome. That was pretty good. Thank you. I love you, Moxie. She's awesome. <laughs> Where is it? I can't find it. Well, get us next week. Get us next week. I got to go through Yeah. Uh, actually. <laughs> well, oh, here, okay. I'll so, I sent it on Facebook. Sweet. So, yeah, if you guys win this this. This game, you get to pick um, a line, haha, a line, a very long line with many commas, um, for for one of us zero to read on the air. Um, so anything you want, anything you want here in the air that isn't you know jerky or racist or anything like that, we'll read it on the air. So if you want to say, if you want us to say, I think Nightbug is the god of the universe and he's the most handsome man I've ever met. You are like correct, that. sir. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to go throw up a little bit now, so if that's okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go. My work here is done. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you. You're going to say your thank yeah. you. Uh, everybody, wish us luck. We're doing a subway patrol tonight. We're going to work on some new tactics in there. Uh, so, yeah. You want to play us out, buddy? Dude, dude. Be safe. And thank you. Thank you to Temper and to Drop and to Moxie for uh, calling in and uh, giving us some certain info. And anything we missed, we'll go ahead and put it on the Tribe Radio page. And, um, and remember, I love you. And I, I love you guys, too. Trust <laughs> yourself. Me. Me. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody.
Aleyhamet.